0: You are listening to the Christian Worship Center podcast. For more information about our church, please visit us at cwcstillwell.com. We hope you enjoy this message. he said some, John the Baptist, some Elias, some others, some one of the prophets, and then Jesus brought it down to that church, or to that group of believers, and he said, but who do you say that I am? And Peter, the spokesman of the bunch, said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Your Jesus, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, Upon this foundation, this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So we talked a little bit about Jesus wants to build a church. Right? I told you about when I was at Bastrop, Louisiana, and I was crying and begging God, Lord, help me to be able to build a church. And Jesus says, you're asking me to let you do something that you're not qualified to do. Because I'm the only one that can build a church. If you build it, you're going to have an issue on our island. How many preachers and pastors and evangelists that we know how an issue is that we And so all through my ministry, this has been my prayer, God, don't let me ever make up an ishmael. because how many knows that by looking, if you've been following the, the blog that on, on ChristianWorshipCenter.com, uh, you've been knowing that I've been talking about following after the Spirit this, this, the last few days, weeks, I guess, since Pentecost. And about us, uh, the, Abraham has been our example, and how this week we're on the part where Abraham decided that Sarah couldn't do the job. And Sarah decided she couldn't do the job. And so she gave him a substitute. And guess what? They had to maintain that thing, and they still maintain it. Still having to make, keep it happy, and still trying to keep it satisfied, and still trying to keep the world in order over it. And it's been nothing but trouble. And guess what? I don't want an Israel when God wants an Isaac. So there you are. That's kind of where we were last week. And so we talked about that. And then we went into, uh, I believe it was um, uh, First Peter. Is that right, where I went? First Peter. And we talked about the lively stones. Uh, have you got that up there, brother? First Peter. Oh, yeah, there it is. First Peter 2 and 5. He also, is lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Let's get to the next verse. Wherefore also is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, and precious. He that believeth on him shall not be confounded. There's no confusion in Christ. So, if we got confusion, there was good chance we got an Ishmael in, in the version tonight. Amen? In the Son of Isaac. I don't know how to, uh, you know, try to make an uh, uh, Ishmael live. So, I want to depend on God for an Isaac where he can give it life. Amen? If Abraham was there had a waited, not got in a hurry, and we as the church sometimes get in a hurry. Because we, we've been called, right? We're gifted. And so we like to see stuff move, right? So we begin to call it out as we see it, and there's nothing wrong with that. But just be sure you're not giving birth to an Ishmael that you will have to try to make live. Amen? So this is what gifted people sometimes do, is they don't follow after the Spirit, and they wind up birthing a Ishmael. We are lively strong, and he that believeth on him, he's gonna make it live. He's gonna make it live, so it's worth the way Amen. Cause I don't have to get a CPR every day. I don't have to hook up a bottle of oxygen every day. Cause God's going to make my dream come alive if I wait on Him to work. Amen. All right. So anyway, that's kind of where we were, and so we're going to pick right on up there, and we're talking about we were talking about last week is Isaiah chapter nine, and I believe he has that up there too. Isaiah chapter nine. Our verse 6, chapter 6 and verse 9. Maybe eight, 9 verse 6. There it is. For unto us a child is born, unto us the Son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Now, if you take all of these names, you will find all of your provision in this one God. Now, who wants to Ishmael? When I've got everything covered that I'll ever need. If I'm going through a problem, I've got the Prince of Peace. If I'm going through a battle, I've got the mighty God. If, I, if I'm facing eternity, I have the everlasting Father. If, I, if, if I'm having trouble with my finances, i got the counselor on my marriage. i got the counselor. If I, if I just need help, I've got wonderful. Come on, what more do you need than that? And then he says in verse 7, of the increase of his government, not his government being on the decrease, but it's of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and establish it with justice and judgment from his The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So, you can wait. I know it's not patience in one of our strongholds. Manipulation is much better. But m- m- manipulation is not one of the gifts. And the church is learned to use it. Come on. We want to talk about the world for their manipulation, but the church is pretty good at it. And God doesn't need it. And He doesn't want it. He wants you to wait on Him. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If you're weary tonight, it's a good sign you're trying to burden Ishmael. issue. If you're worn out burned out frustrated it's a good sign you might be trying to uh, oh. so we're, so we're moving on we, we, we talked about last week is that uh, the church has to have order the charismatic uh, movement is uncomfortable with order. The Evangelicals, on the other hand, are comfortable with order, but not okay with the Spirit. Y'all got me? The Charismatics are okay with the Spirit, but not okay with order. We have got to get in the middle where we got order begin to come into order. Because the Spirit moved first. So when the Spirit begins to move, guess what? We are ready for it to order us. I used to say that old song comes to order my
1: steps
0: in the world. Move mm-hmm. in the room. But you understand And we won't do it. Just let me feel it, Lord. Right? I mean those are right. Pentecost. Amen? Because a lot of times they are so caught up on their feelings. The second generation, you can always tell the second generation Pentecost, because they always have to feel it. They're set with their arms folded until they feel it feels good. Come on, I'm, I'm just saying. first generation Pentecost at any cost is, I mean, they're moved by their faith. Always. Amen? Good preaching. And the third generation of is moved by our flesh. They just want whatever wants. Is the flesh wants. If the flesh don't want to go to church today, is the flesh do If the flesh don't want to pray today, the flesh do If the flesh don't want to pass this week, the flesh don't. You know what? It is not working for us. We are not living in victory like we could be living if we would lay all of our flesh on the altar and let it be crucified with Christ. And we would rise in new life. Amen? So I'm talking about you, third generation of Pentecost. You know who you are. Ah! generation years and went Uh, you four, four generations right there, and you can see the very effects of it, right out of the Bible, they just the fact even today. do that. It. Again? All right. Moving on from that. So that. So, the charismatics don't have to get all that stuff about what's going on with the spirit because... You know, we have to get an order in the church, so we gotta have some order, oh, don't push my spirit now. don't push me, don't don't set me down. And we're not setting anybody down. We're just trying to get us back in order where God can burn tonight. And yeah, that's all we're wanting tonight. So this is not about pick on the the ones that are being that are being gifted. This is not a time for us to crash on, the, on the, all the gifting people because the gifters, the gifting people, the people that are gifted are who's moving. Come on. And I don't want you to quit. I don't want you to stop. But I want us all to bear an idol. Amen? I don't want us to have a whole bunch of issues that we're having to pick every hour and we're having to give them a the follow because they're all in our and out of sorts, and out And you know what he said about Ishmael? He's a wild man. That means ain't nobody gonna mess with him. And how many wild people are we raising in the house of God? They got no okay, accountability. Zero. Zero talk. we're going to run over a thousand, I'm not even going to go to the river. we were given. If we're going to run even even bigger than what we are right now, we're going to have to have a grow up period. We're going to have to grow up a little bit and have to and, and, and get some, uh, you know, some, some backbone and get some stickability and some flexibility. proverb said a bruised reed is not quickly broken. You know what a bruised reed is? It's something that's been bent by the wind, even the opposite way it's supposed to be bent. So, in other words, it's flexible. What happens to a flexible spirit? It's not easily broken. Amen? So, you've got to learn the flow. Because if you're going to stay in the river, you're going to have to keep flowing. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself in a puddle. They're all dried up and muddy and nasty and nobody wants to hang out there. The kids don't even won't play anymore. You know what plays in that game? Oh. So, so, he is bringing order in so many different ways of bringing his government in here. I believe, And how does he build us? How does he build us? He builds us by his grace. Now, grace is a horrible, nasty phrase that the church has totally dissected in the long way in a lot of times, and we don't even know what grace means. Come on. There is grace that is given, and I'm going to try to do this the best way I can. Is, uh, that there, are you aware that when you got saved, you received two graces? I mean, is aware of that. Ah. So the first grace that you received was out of Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going to go there. This is the first grace you received when you were born of grace. Receive. Well, this is how I understand the scripture. If you don't understand it like that, then don't throw stones at me yet. Just look at it and you you get your opinion out of it, okay? And you get what you want. But this is how I look at it. Alright, so Ephesians chapter two says uh, talks about for by grace. I believe it's verse eight. But go ahead and start a little further up in the I think I got several one. Yeah, let's start with verse one. Y'all, y'all kind of keep them rolling on yeah. and, me. And you he hath quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Let's look at this. Where in times past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of this world. How many members them days? When I just didn't do anything right. We just talked to her the way we wanted to, fulfilling so, the desire of the flesh, doing whatever the flesh wanted, and of the mind, and we're by nature the children of wrath. We just got mad at everything, mad at the drop of a hat and dropped our own hat a lot of times. Even as others. So this is a pure little example of what we used to be. Thank God it's not us now. You have that. Oh, yeah, you have your moments. All of us do. That wrath tries to come back. Prince of the of the Air tries to come back. Them lustful thoughts to come, try to come back. But guess what? You've got something inside of you that rises up within you and says, Daddy is not. For his great love. Brother George was we singing a while ago. Oh, how he loved us. Aren't you glad he loves you? Amen. Oh, how he loved us. Wherewith he hath loved us. Look at this. Yes. But when we, even when we were dead in sin, have quickened us together with Christ. And then he says this little phrase in parentheses by Are you saved? Are you saved? Right? And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? So if your position is up, then your condition has to line up with your position. Everything around you has to line up. That in the ages to come, And this is another word not the same word. that the first grace is. This is charismata. Show us charismata. Not the American About in Romans chapter 12, the grace I received, I'm now giving you. And I'm revealing you the two things that are in me. So, guess what? In his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus, how do we get the grace of the merited favor grace? How do we get it? Through Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. That's the unmerited favor grace. That is the original grace. That is the grace of our unmerited favor. You didn't deserve it, but you got it. It wasn't supposed to. any man should boast about it and get all lifted up and proud about it. So it's not works. And this is where the church has lost the desire. Why? Because we are His workmanship, not our workmanship. We are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God... We're not walking according to what our previous issues were. We're not going back into anger and wrath and the children appointed. We are now walking in God's works. In the works that Christ came down here and worked. Society. Because we still want to think our own way and do our own thing and get everybody to tell us on the mat while well, we do it. Right? We don't work that way. Because God is calling Christian Worship Center to walk differently. Amen? So I can't walk like I used to. I can't talk like I used to. I can't go the places I used to go. Why? Because I, it's a new day. I'm created unto His works now. That He has ordained before ordained. He's only fixed this. That you should walk in me. And so, we've got to understand that I received the gift of faith. our first grace, we received the work of Jesus Christ on the cross and his resurrection and he does all that work and I receive that work he traded that work for my work and for my work I traded for his work isn't that wonderful because the Romans, I believe it's Romans or 1 Corinthians 1, it says that Christ who knew no sin became sin so that I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus Him who knew no sin became sin how is that possible He traded my stuff and he gave me his. Man, that is the great trade off that we're still celebrating. Come on. Is that not good? That's not like a roadshow. When you understand that you've been given something you didn't deserve, you didn't work for, you didn't even, you didn't. You to get it. Come on, but you're still kind of. There. That is unmerited favor. And that's good. But that's where a lot of people think that they can do anything they want to still make it happen. And people are preaching that stinking doctrine. And they're only Well, I hope you remind the Holy Spirit of that when you get there. Because you're going to need reminders. He's going to need reminders because I don't think that's how it goes. But you understand, I've been wrong before. But the deal is, is that I believe that we have favor in my life. And I not into the kingdom of God. Aren't you glad you were born again? Aren't you glad? You aren't in the church if you aren't born again. So you got in here by being born again. You didn't get here by signing a card. You didn't get here by shaking some six-foot icicle stand by standing behind the pulpit. And you didn't get here by saying a chant or whatever. You didn't get here. If you did, then I would question your salvation. And you should too. Because we are born again, but we are born again. We receive the grace of the Lord Jesus through salvation. Then there is a second grace that the Bible talks about in Romans 12 and verse 3. And we're going to go to Romans 12. And y'all all remember verse 1 i got them up there, so I think we're going to read them. You go, go over to Romans chapter 12, brother. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's not hard for you to do this. It's reasonable. That's what he's saying. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You've got to prove it. You can't just accept it and say, I've accepted it. Come on. Oh, did you accept Jesus? Yeah, I accepted him. Good. I'm good. Uh Right? And so many people have got this acceptance now that they're good They go great. The grace given unto them through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Come on, this is a scripture that we all probably need. Because I think I'm doing good until the Holy Ghost comes tell me you're not. Right? And if I listen to the Holy Ghost every day. I'm on my face. Because Job said it like this, if I was good, I wouldn't know it. No, I wouldn't know it. Because I'm still seeing him higher. And every time I think I'm almost alive, he gets higher. when I get lifted up, I find out, oh, he's not there. He's still higher. (laughs) I've got to still go further. I've still got to go further. Shirley Caesar song, I've got a long way to go to be like my boy. Right? It's like yet 68 for y'all. No, no, Long time ago. you not to think more highly of himself than you ought to think or more highly than you ought to think himself. But to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man and I used to say a measure, it is a measure. He's given everybody the same measure. Come on, you don't have more faith than I do unless I Add to your faith, If You keep adding to it. That's how you got more. Then some people just get so much attitude that they get the gift of faith. Man, how many would like to have just the gift of faith? Just walk up to somebody and then it's just a uh, right. It's over. You ain't gonna deal with that anymore. That's the gift of faith. And there's some people in this church got that. I, I, I keep saying, God give me that. I struggle with faith sometimes. I want that. I can just pass by somebody and they just fall out. Right? That's the kind of faith I want. But the deal is, is that he said, every man to measure faith. Verse 4. For as we have many members in one body, all members. And not the same position or the same office. Amen. Right? So we being many are one body in Christ. And every one members one of another. Guess what? My feet are part of my body. But they don't go out my hand. So every time I step on something like I did this morning, a piece of glass, my foot comes up here, and my hand goes down there, and my hand. Mouth doesn't say, God, touch me, right?
1: That mouth they said, oh, would not do
0: that. You don't know where it's been. Come on, in the body of Christ, just because I don't look like a hand and I look like a foot, and everybody said, I don't want no part of that foot business. I got the hands. The hands do stuff. The foot don't do. Try getting somewhere without a foot. You're not going anywhere. So, church, sure, some of our bus might look a little like a foot. But we've got to have them to go. Thank so, you. Yeah. <laughs> anybody because we are a body. So don't fall out with the ear because it hurts something I didn't see. Y'all got that? Because I'm not an Even now, and I've seen younger people do it too, but this is uh, one of the older things when you turn after 40. that you start backing up and you have to turn this radio down to look out the rearview mirror. We can't always see everything, even if we are an eye. God may use another eye over here because you do have two. Amen? You have two of everything on that head except a nose and a mouth. So that ought to tell you, you you smell enough for one nose, and you talk enough for one mouth, and you see two times as much as you say, and you hear two times as much as you say that's why I said that every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Because if you listen twice as much as you, well, let's get back to the body. Okay. So having ten gifts differing according to the grace. There it is. That grace. That's the charisma. Our charismatic grace. That is given unto us. Here's the grace that is given to us. That He gives you grace to be able to prophesy if it's prophecy. In some versions it says perceive. So, I like the NIV because it says perceive, I think. So that means you don't have to prophesy everything you perceive. There's some things God gives you for you to pray about, not to start off about. He's given us according to the proportion of our faith. You can't prophesy past your faith. You can't do any of these past what you've got faith. So I love Sister Sheila from Colorado. She gave Brother George a room right while we were out there and she said, okay, I'm going to tell you what the Lord said and she stood up in front of me. She told him, Wow, Lord, she said, okay, that's all I got, because that's all faith I got for him. That's what she told him. And I was like, oh my word, that is powerful. Because some people keep talking past their faith. And when you keep talking past your faith, then you this meal that you have to give CPR to to make that thing real. because you start working from your spirit, because you don't have faith for it. So then you start going on what you perceive and know and feel. And I already told you, feelings can lead you astray. Even your eyes sometimes can lead you astray if you're not seeing through the eyes of the spirit. Feeling through the spirit make sure we're going, moving through the Spirit. Okay. Let's go on. Next one. Or minister. Let us wait on our minister. All right. There are some people in this building you have the gift to perceive or prophesy. You have the gift of knowing things. My wife, so you last tonight, she knows stuff. She's going to keep it to herself her separate shared. That with me because she don't talk to anybody. else. If you've got her on a group chat, she'll be the quietest group chat member you got. This is her because she just don't talk. And let me tell you, that, great. that woman prayed. No one hears from God. If she knows. down. Do that. You're saying about it, so. But what I'm saying is, if you've got prophecy, let it straight on. Right? it will do. Because you have to... I mean, he was here this morning in the service, Brother George gave that word. This morning, a powerful word. But he interrupted from him. Right? He couldn't stop that. It was out there. It came out. He didn't need a microphone either. He was It was projected out. And this is what God is... I mean, He's trying to speak to us about. We're not closing ministries down... We are waiting for God to open them up, and all our ministry, our serving, we're going to serve when God gives us the opportunity, you servers, you know who you are, you are in ministry, you are servers, and in one of the versions it says for ministry, serving, in your serving, wait on your servants. You're a server. You know who you are. Because you can't wait to get involved in service. You can't wait to get out there to feed my sheep. You can't wait to get out there in PBS. Because you're a server. And you're going to serve. This church can't get by without servers. Ministers. You may not have a preaching gift, you may not have a teaching gift, but you've got a serving gift. Amen? I'm telling you. For the Matt, you don't hear him say a lot, but brother, when it comes to serving, he's got that board down, he's got that website down, he's got that media going on, I mean, he can load your ears and your wagons, you got a minute, to talk about that. I mean, he will load you up. And some of oh, you are like, I, I did not know you know what he said. But you know what? He's anointed for that. For the mouse. My gosh. Because he's anointed for that. And boy, he gets into it and he does it. And when we're anointed for service and you get what you're called to be, oh, bless God, back that devil up in the corner because he ain't getting through. Because we're going to serve it out. We're going to prophesy it out. Right? They so know their gets not prophecy right, doesn't they? Who knows no, they ain't going there? Let he knows some stuff. But that is not what he's called to do. But brother, let him know what he's called to do, and you're going to get some stuff done. He makes everybody sound like, wow. Right? Well, listen over on Sunday morning. It's like, man, the vocals are just, Ooh, heavenly. Heavenly. He's in, the, he's in the movement. He's anointed for that. He's anointed for service. He's anointed to get it done. So, going on, let us wait on our ministry or he that teaches The teachers in the house. You teachers, you know who you are. Amen? This is the people when something goes wrong, that teacher steps up in them and they want to, they want to give Scripture and they want to give counsel and they want to help this person through this problem. Amen? Because the teacher in it comes out. Some of us have got more than one of these gifts in us, and that's good and that's well. You don't have all seven of them because you're not Jesus. But us together are Jesus. Come on, we're Jesus to this world. And when this church becomes Jesus, Gets the rest of the story out of her and is able to lead her in a relationship that's so big until so she leaves what she came for and forgot she was even thirsty. This is what the church is after. And when we become Jesus, Feed be My Sheep won't be just another program, VBS won't be just another program, Children's Ministry won't be just a program praise and worship won't be just an outfit or a program. Prophecy, prophetic conferences won't be just a program where people show their stuff. It will be Jesus. It will be Jesus inside, Jesus outside, Jesus in the middle, Jesus on every corner. You know why? Because we'll be doing Jesus. Right? Does that make sense? Okay, move on. I got to hurry. Or he that exhorted on exhortation. One verse that says exhortation and exhortation's meaning is encouragement. How many encouragers I got in the building? Amen? You're there to put somebody's hand up when they can't. You're there to lend a hand when they can't. You're an encourager. You're a strengthener. You're somebody that offers you did good, even if they can't carry a tune in the bucket and you put it there for them. Right? You did good tonight. Encourage Because they were doing their best for God. They were doing what God called them to do. And that's do what it was. So guess what? We are the encouragers. And encouragers will encourage somebody, even if on their mind they know it's not the best job. But God, man, he's doing what he did. Hold sure. Your brother and your sister and your children in this house, doing God's will, doing God's work. It's your sister, maybe it's your children, whatever it is, be behind them. He's an on exhortation. He that gives, we've got some givers in the house, they just give. That's what always they always do. they grew up giving. They were given. Come on, a lot of you were born with these gifts. Well, you can't get the giftings until you get filled with the Holy Spirit and you speak into the That's a bunch of boys. Amen. Brother Rob's wife, Mr. Johnny's daughter in law, uh, I remember. Went to word of knowledge before she ever received it after the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I have some of the angels that come through and says, you said, Brother Yiddie sat her down. Didn't mm. yeah, I write Yeah, that ain't. way. Nah, she speaking to her? Not yet. But she did. You know what? If I sat her down, told her, said, You can't do that. In come on, I ain't going the tongues, y'all know I'm for them. But we think that this is everything. But the Holy Spirit grace come before you got the baptism. So when you got to the gift of perception or to get the gift of see spiritually, you, you got it when you got to say, come on, somebody you want to be hollering. This is great. messing enough some theology in this house. But I, I'm good at that. Y'all haven't figured it out yet. Come on, man. let a bunch of preachers. And a bunch of evangelists. Oh, my God. I've never seen that Until she gave one of them a word one day. he told me, brother, I got something else to say because they said nobody to God made Spirit gets in there. Amen. And one night she got baptized in the Holy Ghost on a Sunday night. She spoke in tongues, I don't know, hours. She's still speaking in to tongues the next day. And this is why. Let him be given let him deal with simplicity. This is the only gift he says, so let him deal with simplicity, and simplicity. Let him not get hard about it. Don't get it difficult. Don't make it more hard than it is. Come on. Some people try to give the impress. And Jesus said, there's three things I want you to do in Matthew chapter 6. When you pray. Don't pray like the hypocrites, are they even? Because they even pray. Y'all know that? Satan or pray. Come on, they're praying against us right now. But I just come to the Lord of my in for my God's being god tail out of heaven. So he's still got power to kick him. Ooh, Jesus said, out of the hell, saying like lightning hit the earth. And he was angry, he was mad, he's still mad about it, because he got kicked out off the team. He that ruler, he's that leader. Do it with diligence. There's some leaders in the house. The Lord's called you to lead. You might not be real graceful at it, but you're called there. Come on, no denying it. you your call to be a leader. You've known it for years and years and years. Because uh, you say something, as people grab a hold of it. That's what leaders do. They're not con- called. They're rulers. But do it with diligence. Do it with the God, God's hand. Without your hand. Israel. a show of mercy. This is the last one Go, you. Come on, there's some mercy people in the house. teaching, it's encouraging, it's giving, it's ruling, and mercy. Every one of us may have one of them, or you may have two of them, but let me tell you the gift of prophecy and the gift of teaching comes with a pride issue. Come on, because sometimes that rightful spirit slips in both of them, and I don't know why, Well when you got the gift of prophecy, you got the gift of teaching, you got the gift of ruling, all three of those. If you don't stay on your toes in God's presence, you can get in the flesh so fast. Because the enemy will run over you with instructions. I thank God you're giving me the gift of mercy. I still have to. I told you this morning, this week, I had to go back in the room and I had to say, God, I want you to forgive me of my attitude of what I know is wrong, and I really want to correct it, and I want to do like I was raised. I want to turn around about three times and clean that. My pastor did that. I was raised under that. Yeah, right? 13 years of marriage, we sit on the front seat literally, not sit on the front seat, but we were called. Our name was called every Sunday, and so over lies, pure lies, it was not even proof of backup at all, and it hurt us. I've seen my wife. Say, but God has called us to a service. She's like, Where? Because we didn't understand why it was happening. But now, I understand a little bit of why we had to go through some of the stuff. Because if we hadn't have had to go through that, we would have been hard. Problems, it might look like we're not caring and we don't see it. You know, a lot of times it's the mercy that kicks in. It. it says, but if we do this, it's going to mess up this. Yes. It's going to erupt back. And a lot of times the mercy is what keeps me from doing what I know should be done. But the mercy's there. That's what I'm I'm saying with all these seven issues that we have in this church, this is Jesus to this community. Jesus was prophet. He was servant. He came to serve. He came to had to reject Judaism to become a tax collector. So, guess what? Matthew, one of his own disciples, one of his own disciples had to refuse Judaism to become a tax collector. And Jesus said in his Mark chapter 9, he says, if a brother Stand under a tree, Zacchaeus, the tax collector, and I'll stand and tell you, you better come down from there because salvation is coming to your house. I'm going home with you. I'm going to take you home. What happened to Zacchaeus? He said, I'll. If y'all didn't know, Luke's daddy was a Gentile. Luke was another one of Jesus' disciples. And Jesus said, Teach me as a Gentile. And he said, Luke, I know you're a Gentile, but I want you on my day. Come on, and we can go back to us as dirty, as ungodly, as filthy, and as aggravating as we've been. Jesus said, I want you. Christian with center. tender oh, my team. I'm going to give you prophecy and I'm going to give you servers. I'm going to give you teachers. I'm going to give you some encouragers like Brother Joe back there. And I'm going to give you encouragement. When you're going through a battle, you see him going to people and he's just, I mean, just grabbing why so I know they didn't pay for stuff, uh, This give stuff. Uh, come on, well, I'm not pointing here. You are, don't get scared. But then we got these leaders and rulers, they're gifted for leadership. Brother Matt's another one of those. Man, I looked at his little outfit he's got laid up for his training on his. Um, the Stuff up there at the top is sound. I mean, he's got it laid out. He's got him a guide. He's got him. I mean, they, they, it, it's amazing. I'm like, man, what leader. This blows me away. I want to get some of that. You understand know what I'm saying? So he's gave us rulers in the house. We got others. It's just one. And then he gave us this ton of mercy. Amen. Come on, this is the most merciful house you'll find. Fall on their face, and these mercy people pick them up and they say it's going to be all right. You mm-hmm. can lady was here this morning and said, Pastor, fell on my face. I did wrong this week. I fell out. And I just grabbed one of them mercy people who was standing right near me and I said, You've been where she is. Hug her because she needs to feel Jesus hugging her. And this girl just sort of grabbed her up and hugged her, and just cried. and up back there in the corner, cried together. I so, said, Don't you feel Jesus hugging you right now? Because that's exactly what it was. It was Christ through that sister literally hugging her up. She knew she had messed up. She didn't need no condemnation. She didn't need me to say, Yeah, you don't do it again. Come on, she needs somebody to let her know what Jesus. Come on, I, I can just see that clip coming out next week. Pastor says we're he's Jesus. Come on, they just did that to Stephen Burdock. it's like, oh, my word just took it out of context, and that's what they shared. All over Stephen's says, I'm God Almighty. Oh, and he was saying the same thing I just said. <laughs> I listened to the whole story. I was like, oh wow. So you YouTube teachers don't get a hold my message. I'll come after you. to stand tonight. I'm done. I hope I haven't bored you. I was trying to hurry, but I wanted to get there because the next two Sundays we got stuff going on, so I really wanted to get this out. The church, we are Jesus to this Jesus, We are his hands, we are his feet, we are his heart. Come on, that's why he's given us the gift of grace. Don't you know, be hard on yourself because when you're hard on yourself, you're going to be hard on others. I'm a person that just beats himself up all the time because if you don't know how to give yourself some grace. We go back to the throne room because we all mess up and we all fail and we all come short. What the Bible says. I have to go back to the grace every day. I have to go back to His feet every day and say, God, I messed up. I'm sorry. I did wrong. I said that wrong. I hurt somebody's feelings. God, I need you to forgive me over that. I didn't ask them to forgive me, but now I want you to, you know what I'm saying? And so church, let's give grace. Does that mean we're condoning what they're doing? No. Come on, if I was condoning it, I'd have to do it with them. So let's go die with him. We're all gonna die. This is what he said. Let's just go protect him his death. We're gonna all die. We might as well do it now. Jesus, I know if you go back down there, you're gonna be killed. And we're all gonna be in the mix of that. And so we all might as well go get ready to die, boys. It's just gonna happen. Right? What Thomas said. He prophesied according to his faith. There's a lot of people doing that today. Let me tell you tonight, if you're so much sinner, we are going to rise up in our gifts. You know what your calling is. You know where you're at. Now I want you to wait in your ministry. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Every day, God, I want your ministry to follow me. I want to become you to this county. But I want to become you to my church. I want to become you to my church family. You know what Jesus did when he came into a region? He expanded, he talked, and he produced change. Come on, when we walk out of these doors, we should be producing change. We should provoke people not to want to be the same. Amen? There's people in this church who need to change. But how, are they going to provoke, how am I going to provoke them to change if I'm constantly dropping about what they're doing? And they will show them a different way. And say, brother, the Lord loves you. He weaves after you right now. And I'm going to pray for you right now that God delivers you from what you're dealing with. Amen? And I'm going to teach you in the Bible where it's better. Come on. We got some teachers in the house. Seven. You don't call me before seven, right? Yeah, that's twelve hours of sleep. So I think you get my weight. If you're a teacher, get a teacher. Let your younger women teach your older one. Or your older women teach your younger one often. It's coming down the other way down. If you're having to pull out and tug at it, it ain't wrong All right, I'm, I'm done. We need, we need the Lord to help us on some issues. But you know what? We got gifts of grace to do it. You are called. This church is called to be Jesus to this community, to be Jesus to this church, and to be Jesus to this town and this region. So, are we doing it? Well, we're about to. Devil, look out because Christian Worship Center has found their identity. Come on, we know who we are. I don't have to point to you and tell you what gift you got. I did some tonight, but you all know what gift you got. Now, I want to ask you to now. shut up. amen, Pray for wisdom. Pray for understanding. Because I asked God for a wisdom a few weeks ago on something we were dealing with. You know what I did? Cut the baby in half. That's what I was about to do. And the person said, no, I don't want it. It's going to be that. And I knew that was a real moment. to have wisdom. God's got wisdom in this house. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen, Lord. I thank you for this church. I thank you for this call, This county. I thank you for this city. And I thank you for this region. God, now I ask that your church go and they become Jesus first here at Christian Worship Center. And then we move out from the walls, and we become Jesus in our homes, and we become Jesus in our city, and we become Jesus in our county, and we become Jesus in our region. Hallelujah. Because we believe you've given it all to us. Now teach us to walk in our identity. Our not to complain because we're not a foot if we're a hand. And not to complain if we're an eye, not a hand. Help us to be content who we are. And we pray that your fullness would operate in this now. The fullness of your kingdom. The fullness of your holiness. The fullness of your power. And destroy every wicked way that the enemy and attack that the enemy would come down on us destroy it break it, bind it and loose us to walk in your power and in your holiness and in your strength and in your anointing we ask it all in your name somebody said amen come on one, two, three, let's shout our way out of here